0: From Washington, DC, across the nation and around the world, stand by for an overview of the hottest topics and people being discussed on air, online, at the coffee shop and across the backyard fence. Powered by the research of Talkers magazine, the national conversation, it's time for the Michael Harrison Wrap. Here's Michael Harrison.
1: Thank you, Victoria Jones. Welcome to the special New Year's Weekend installment of our program in which it's our tradition to look back at the 10 most talked about topics and people of the past year in the American talk media. 2021 sure hasn't been boring. We're about to embark upon an hour of Black Belt talk radio during which your tolerance for hearing different but legitimate points of view will be tested. We've got lefties, we've got righties, we've got fence sitters. Don't get angry, just maintain a degree of educated skepticism. During the next hour, we'll be joined by our broadcasting colleagues, Jim Polito in New England, Dr. Dahlia Wax in Las Vegas, Dom Giordano in Philadelphia, as well as Holland Cook and Victoria Jones in the nation's capital, looking back at the stories and people of 2021. It's the weekend radio show featuring opinionated yappers from across the country with microphone, smartphones, and digital recording devices sharing their observations, as well as the feelings of their target constituents with whom they do their daily dance of affirmation in a fragmented, noisy world where we try to avoid the modern-day syndrome of seeking victory at the expense of truth. Welcome to the Michael Harrison Wrap, heard coast-to-coast coast and around the world on great radio stations across the U.S. and the U.K. The past weeks, and in this case, the past years, hottest political and social topics discussed in the American talk media. Information's gathered from a variety of sources, including data tracked by the broadcasting trade publication Talkers Magazine, of which I'm editor and publisher. Fasten your Sea crane CC earbuds. Speaking of which, this installment of the Michael Harrison Wrap is sponsored in part by C. Crane, makers and distributors of great radios. Give a radio to that radio lover in your life and pick one up for yourself. Visit their website at ccrane.com or give them a call at 800-522-8863. Okay, here we go. Joining us now is Kevin Casey, executive editor of Talkers Magazine. Kevin, give us a rundown of the 10 most talked about stories on talk shows in America during the year 2021.
2: Thank you, Michael. At- Number 10, the death of Rush Limbaugh. The talk giant's passing in February as he succumbed to a battle against stage four lung cancer left a huge void in talk radio, leading to an industry-wide competition between talk show hosts and syndication companies to fill the void left between 12 noon and 3 p.m. Eastern.
1: His contribution to talk radio, not to mention radio in general, is incalculable. Plus, many give Limbaugh credit as being the de facto leader of the Republican Party, as well as the voice of the american conservative movement
2: at number nine climate change tied with crime and violence some call it global warming while others opt for climate change some say it's the result of human industrial and automobile carbon emissions pumped into the atmosphere triggering a greenhouse effect others say it's simply the result of the earth's normal processes as the planet goes through its evolutionary paces No matter what the cause, more and more people from both sides of the political divide consider climate change to be an increasingly apparent existential problem.
1: On the crime and violence front, people across the nation in urban centers such as San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, Philadelphia, and New York are fed up to here with street crime, drug gangs, gun violence, shoplifting, vandalism, and homelessness that are increasingly making our cities unlivable.
2: At number eight, U.S. Relations with russia and china talk about a love-hate triangle international politics between america and its two leading adversaries has become a complex situation considering our mutual and entangled business interests let's not forget that although there seems to be a natural partnership between china and russia vladimir putin and xi jinping face the potentially daunting task of dealing with each other as well as the u.s Who do you trust?
1: Set against the backdrop of 21st century warfare on the battlefield of cyberspace, as well as the race for dominance in the field of artificial intelligence, conventional militarism, meaning soldiers, tanks, and bombs, is fading into a bygone era.
2: At number seven, immigration reform. The crisis on the southern border that's been brewing for years continued to get worse as the year went on. Now we're at the point where American border towns and cities in Arizona and Texas have had to turn to their state national guards to get things under control. With
1: much of the blame rightly attributable to abject inaction on the part of the Biden administration, as well as gross inattention paid by the mainstream media, the only platform where really serious conversation about the issue has taken place this year has been talk radio and its cousin, cable news talk television.
2: At number six, the complex relationship between the First Amendment and social media. Section 230 has been all over the news this year as the legal community, including Congress, tries to get a grip on the gap between updating Internet regulations to deal with issues of bias and privacy while adhering to the tenets of the First Amendment.
1: Changes in technology influence changes in sociology, and the rapid evolution of the Internet and its potent byproduct, social media, are an evolutionary force to be reckoned with. It's a real
2: double-edged sword. At number five, vote. Legislation. The issue comes down to defining the difference, if there really is a difference, between redistricting and gerrymandering. The red states want to create restrictions on access to voting for what they describe as protecting election integrity. Blue states see it as a way to diminish the voting influence of racial minorities in America.
1: This is shaping up to be a huge exercise in states' rights and sovereignty. Perhaps the biggest of such struggles since the Civil War and the period that followed known as Reconstruction and then the Jim Crow era.
2: At number four, Race Relations. The aforementioned struggle over voting rights is one of the two core issues fueling the tensions in race relations that have been a huge factor in the discussion of the subject in 2020 and in 2021.
1: The other issue being police and community relations tying into two concepts that have often been confused for each other, police reform and police defunding. They are very different
2: things. At number three, January 6, the violent demonstration at the Capitol and the special congressional select committee investigating it have been the two major focal points of heated American partisan politics this past year.
1: It comes down to those who view it as a violent insurrection carried out by an angry mob looking to overthrow throw a duly elected president, versus those who describe it as a riot that grew out of a patriotic group of demonstrators seeking to protest and overturn the results of a fraudulent election.
2: At number two, the economy. The economy was rocked in 2021 by extreme uncertainty, a tsunami of mixed signals, much of which is attributable to the disruption triggered by the pandemic.
1: These include a 30-plus year record rate of inflation, a perplexing labor shortage, a supply chain slowdown, uneasy business relations with China, job losses due to business closures in a number of impacted industries, a potential housing bubble, and strangely mixed messages from the stock market, which some analysts describe as roaring and others warn is set for a
2: fall. And at number one. COVID-19. Almost every aspect of life in America, as well as the world, has been impacted by the pandemic, including business, education, personal relationships, and of course, healthcare and politics.
1: We're arguing over the origins of the disease, its variants, vaccines, masks, shutdowns, and mandates. But personally, I think we have a far better handle on the problem today than we had one year ago, and that progress is being made. And that's a good thing. Thank you, Kevin Casey from Talkers Magazine, and Happy New Year to you and your family. You're plugged into the Michael Harrison rap. Let's catch up now with our friend Jim Polito, one of the superstars of New England Talk Radio, heard in the mornings on stations in Boston, Providence, Worcester, and Springfield. As we look back at the year 2021, I I still remember that this was the year that was supposed to be the remedy for 2020. Oh, can't wait till we're done with 2020. 2021 is going to be great. And now I can't believe it's over. And frankly, I don't know if this happens to you. I sometimes don't remember if a news event, because we had some of the same stories carry over for two years, uh, whether it happened in 2020 or 2021. I have to look at my research and my calendar. Have you found the same thing to be true that it's it's becoming a blur.
3: It was, you know, I prepared some things for for my show and I'm trying to do others. And you're absolutely right. It, it's, it's, it's almost like, did I dream that or did that happen? <laughs> and t- you're right. 2021 was a repeat of 2020 only. Uh, our patience was a lot thinner. Mm. Uh, In 2020, we were all still scared, and we didn't know. We didn't have all the information. And then you're absolutely right. I ended the year in a hospital bed with COVID myself. And the day I was admitted to the hospital, the doctor who accepted me in the ER, he, he had received his first injection. It was December 17, 2020. He had received his first injection. And I thought to myself, if I could only had made it a little longer without, you know, because soon everybody's going to get it. And that optimism disappeared. Then we beat down um, the Delta variant and Omicron. And I think I think you're right. It's difficult to sort it all out. And then we had a, a, a watershed election in the middle of it. And for the next year, I mean, you're right. Everybody's got their fingers crossed. Well, we were all thinking that 21, 21 was going to be great. Don't scare 2022 with high expectations. And my expectation, I hope, is that COVID becomes, okay, it's an issue like everything else, traffic, traffic. Everything else, it becomes it becomes a background issue. Not in the sense that it's not going to go away. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not a denier. Any of that. But it's just got to get off the front burner because there's a lot of other stuff that needs to be done.
1: And, and do you feel by being on the front burner, it's it's clogging up our mental condition in terms of dealing with the, the reality of life that's beyond COVID, for better or worse?
3: Uh, I, I do. I do. Oh, wow. I think I think the administration I fault the administration for a single-minded approach to it, which has been the vaccine. And and look, nobody knows better than me that the vaccine is good. I wish I had received it. I wish it was available before I got COVID and spent 10 days in the hospital. I mean, this Christmas was great cuz I had Christmas. Mm. Last Christmas I didn't. I was in a hospital bed away from my family. Oh gosh. So, yes. But the single-minded approach, what about everything else? What about monoclonal antibodies? What about prevention? What about telling people like me who was overweight and in 2021 decided to lose weight? Because I felt that's why I got it. And everybody else around me who had it just had a cold for a few days or felt lousy for a few days. And and I was close to being put on a respirator. I just think that they they need to have a multifaceted approach.
1: Jim, were you frightened? when? I mean, 10 days is a long time. And, and you yeah. knew that you were uh, possibly going to be on the respirator. And we hear all mm-hmm. kinds of scary stats about if you go on the respirator, the odds are against you, et cetera, et oh. cetera. And we lost some of our our um, fellow broadcasters uh, yep. to COVID. So, what was it like psychologically to be in a situation where your life was at stake and it could have been a very painful end? What went through your mind and, and were I, you frightened?
3: it was, It really was you know what, as everybody says, your light flashes before your eyes. I laid there in that bed and and I laid perfectly still so that my oxygen level would not drop, Michael, <laughs> so that it would stay above ninety because every time it went below ninety, they came into the room. what are you doing? you know, and if I'd roll over, it would mm-hmm. drop below ninety and it would get sometimes it would get way down, and I knew that the more that happened. The, the, the worse it was off I was going to be. i didn 't know it at the time, but when I was in the hospital, if you got put on a respirator, you had a 15 percent chance of surviving. Mm-hmm. Right now it 's mm-hmm. about a 40 percent chance mm-hmm. of surviving if you 're placed on a respirator, and which is still not good. It was like everything else. My life flashed in front of me, and, Michael, I had some conversations with that big guy upstairs, you know, some things that, I, some promises that I made. One of them was losing weight, and I have, you know, with the, with the help of an advertiser who partnered with me, but our mutual friend, Dan Ray, recommended this group to me. He had used them. I lost that weight. So I tell people, take it seriously, respect it, but it's not the end of the world for everybody there are things you can do to protect yourself and i just i don't appreciate the mandates even though i was laying in that bed Mm -hmm. I don't appreciate the mandates because you make the decision as to whether or not you're going to be laying in that bed. Now, I wasn't able to make that decision.
1: Well, one of the things I'm I'm glad has happened is in the last few months of uh, 2021, we have finally reached a level of clarity in terms of the national conversation, especially in a polarized situation where I think it's becoming apparent what the difference is between being anti-mandate or anti-vax. For a long time, they were considered the same thing, and that really muddied up the uh, the communication. So I'm glad we have that. In conclusion, as we um, uh, are talking on the, the the New Year's holiday here, um, anything good happened this year, or do you have any kind of a, a hook that you can share with us in terms of optimism for 2022?
3: Yeah, I do think I do think that people, because of some of the the, the COVID fatigue, I do think that people. Um, became stronger and said, I'm not going to let it control my life and I'm going to do what I have to do. But I'm also going to say that a lot of people reevaluated their lives and made serious changes based upon seeing people around them dying. You know, my parents were Depression-era babies and God rest their souls, they passed away not too long ago. But they lived their whole life. That impacted their whole life, both negatively and positively. And I think we've seen a lot of positive change come out of people when it comes to their life. And evaluating life based upon COVID.
1: That's popular New England morning talk show host Jim Polito, heard daily on WXKS Boston, WHJJ Providence, WTAG Worcester, and WHYN Springfield. Coming up next, the enormous impact of COVID nineteen as we look back at 2021 in review. You're plugged into the Michael Harrison Wrap. Hello Radio Lover. C Crane specializes in high quality radios and radio oriented audio products. Last week I told you about C Crane CC Radio 2E. This week the spotlight's on the CC Buds Pro in ear earbuds for talk radio, audiobooks, and voice clarity. Now listen to me carefully because I know you are a talk radio listener. The CC Buds Pro are designed to help you hear spoken words, whether you're listening to talk shows, storytelling, news podcasts, or audiobooks. The majority of high quality Quality earbuds are built for music. The key to the difference is in the bass response. C Crane CC Buds Pro Bass Response is designed for voice clarity. The CC Buds Pro work with any smartphone or tablet that has a headphone jack. To order the CC Buds Pro in ear earbuds for talk radio and spoken word programming, call 800 522 8863. That's 800 522 8863 or visit them online at ccrane.com. Continuing now with a special New Year's Weekend edition of the Michael Harrison Wrap. The pandemic has continued to cast a shadow over our lives for the second year in a row as we get ready to face more of it in 2022. Let's check in with our medical correspondent, a nationally respected physician and syndicated radio talk show host heard daily on the Genesis Communications Network, Dr. Dahlia Wax. As you look back at your own career as a doctor, as you look back at your career... Um, as a broadcaster, um, what what do you think, what has this done? to the world uh, in terms of Mm -hmm. significant trends and changes, how has it changed the the medical profession first? And then we'll talk about broadcasting.
4: Even though I've I've been busier than I've ever been and my radio show has grown better than it ever has, COVID has been devastating for the healthcare industry. It's been devastating for media. It's been devastating for politics. And the reason why is in terms of medicine, um, even though telemedicine has grown and it's been a great adjunct, People don't go to the doctor. People have skipped going to the doctor, and they've been missing cancer. They've been missing blood pressure um, management, diabetes management. And even when doctors were able to open up, they didn't get staff. Staff didn't come back. And so many people are going to telemedicine for care that's not ideal. In terms of the media, because it's been so much back and forth, now when somebody hears another wave is coming, they're like, oh, again, Really, we got to do the masks again, and there's been the boy who cried wolf for so much of a, of a um, uh, overstimulate. What, what happened? A numbing mm-hmm. to it that when the media says, "Hey guys, we have another wave," I'm hearing people say, "Yeah, again," and and so and then, of course, with politics, you know, my biggest worry is if Ebola, God forbid, comes to this country. Nobody's going to even look at the news, nobody's going to even listen to their doctor because they are so fatigued with COVID. So I think COVID has been on a whole devastating to all these industries and I don't think we're ever going to go back to the way we were.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear people say enough already. I I don't want to, you know, especially I talk to people on the, in the media. I'm not going to mm-hmm. talk about it anymore next year. That's it. We're done. You know, as if it's almost as if people think that this is a um a, an artificially constructed situation that people are doing to us mm-hmm. and and maybe they are i mean that's a whole other thing but um uh, I, I seriously doubt that there's somebody somewhere pressing a button. All right, let's turn it up a little bit now. As, as just as everybody's getting used to uh, it getting better, we'll make it worse. Um, you know, and that's why. Oh, it's happening again, it, it, as if this was something that, that the government or or the medical profession or some foreign country is controlling from minute to minute. And yeah. and that's side sort of a that's sort of a cop out that gets in the way of us really dealing with the problem. I mean, if it takes three years, if it takes five years, we have to address. To talk about it and deal with it. You can't just say, OK, we've had enough, like, you know, short term, our short term attention span is pushed way beyond its limits. Does that make sense?
4: No, you're, you're, you're right. And, and it's a symptom of the distrust. So I was telling people in the beginning, COVID was real. But then what complicated matters was government lockdowns and and so and then the politics of it all and then the mandates and so as a doctor and a public health and somebody who's very very in support of public health measures politics overplayed their hand. These public officials overplayed their hands. And so now you have people making these grandiose accusations of, well, it's government control. The government's taking control. They're taking advantage. China's going to take advantage. Russia's going to take advantage because we're distracted. And there's all this lack of trust. And from the way beginning, if we had more been more level headed and said, look, we got a virus. This is what we need to do. Honestly, I I think it, it, we would have had, once you lose the government's trust, everything becomes a conspiracy mm-hmm. and we went from one pendulum to another and when you go for years being told that pharmaceutical companies are evil and they're crooks and then all of a sudden you need to get the vaccine and if you don't you could lose your job people they don't they they're 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 not going to be on board because they're like what is it which narrative do we follow and and so i think there were a lot of missteps that fueled a lot of the conspiracy theories and and i think you know looking back on it there's a lot of changes we could do and Looks like Biden's starting to pick up on that because he's promising no more lockdowns. He's promising, but. You know, sadly, uh, the damage is done.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, you mentioned um, uh, governments and all that and conspiracies. I'm not one at this point to lean toward conspiracy um, theories, um, although I do believe that there are conspiracies and they should mm-hmm. be theorized because that's the the basis of um, investigative journalism. True, so, true. so it's a, you know, you you can't be all or against conspiracy theories. You have to put them in their right place and right. know from whence they came and follow the money behind them. That being said, I personally, and I'm open about this, am very skeptical about China. I I am not uh, totally convinced that China is innocent. I don't have enough facts at my own personal disposal because of all the misinformation out there to know how or what happened, but. I'm uncomfortable with China's role in it. Let's just say that. So I wonder, how are they doing in China with this? How are they doing in Russia with this? And even that information is sketchy. What's your um, knowledge of how this is playing out in China? And the reason I ask is because a lot of people feel China's behind this.
4: Mm-hmm. And, Michael, your instinct's always been right. You know, with your education and your your years of experience, you know. You you know when something smells wrong. You know if it's yellow journalism, and you know if you're getting it straight. So I, I trust your instinct. My issue with this all is um, with the first SARS outbreak, Singapore did an investigation, an independent investigation, and found it was a leak with the first SARS. Then when there was a couple people who died in 2004 from SARS, they found it was another leak from China. So from the beginning, I figured it was another lack. Accident and and it it, it didn't have to be a conspiracy theory. It's look, third time, you know, these labs have, have faulty protocols. But China has the Beijing Olympics coming up in six weeks. I don't know if we're going to get accurate numbers because look at what happened to Tokyo and the devastation of the millions or billions of dollars spent. And then they were financially decimated from the Olympics. So Beijing has the Olympics. Russia, with everything going on with Belarus and the Ukraine border and all that, you know, there's a lot of incentive for them not to be a thousand percent transparent. And I saw Die Hard 3. Die Hard 3 showed, you know, the bad guy, you know, telling people there's bombs in the schools and all our resources going to the schools. Meanwhile, they could sit there and and uh, rob the Treasury. If there was ever a tool for distraction, uh, it's COVID. And so if anybody says, you know, they think maybe the leak wasn't accidental, but might have been on purpose. I'm not going to be completely closed off to that because the a lab leak is very, you know, probable, especially accidental. And what better than to distract the Trump administration, distract the Biden administration and have all these government workers working from home in fear of covid. So. That's how I feel.
1: That's noted physician and Genesis Communications Network talk show host, Dr. Dahlia Wax. You're plugged into the special New Year's weekend edition of the Michael Harrison Wrap. Let's connect now with influential media consultant and the television host of RT America's The Big Picture, Holland Cook.
5: You used a very useful term in our TV interview, and anybody who is listening to this and watches it, it'll jump right out of the speaker when you said era era it's tough to slice life into discrete years particularly during this pandemic and in the aftermath and now as we wonder are we going to have to go back into a lockdown the way these variants are spreading it's not easy to compartmentalize trends anymore because the calendar becomes less consequential than the angst or joy that any given news story provokes.
1: You're absolutely right. And um, I mean, I guess Vietnam, the the eight years of that war, could be called an era, but it didn't affect everybody. World War II was an era for four years, plus the buildup and then the aftermath. That was an era. The Vietnam War was kind of an era in a way, um, but this pandemic is very akin to world war ii yeah world
5: war ii was a year that happened to be three and a half or four years long
1: exactly and and when you think about events that happened during world war ii it doesn't immediately pop to mind um was it 1945 was it 1944 was it the war prior to the u.s getting involved um it, it, it becomes blurry. So, yeah, we're in an era. And I think the question about the pandemic that we all harbor in the back of our minds and some of us on the tip of our tongues is how long is this going to go on and what are the consequences of it?
5: Mm-hmm. It is hard to imagine that we are not going to live with COVID long-term. I've interviewed four different doctors on the TV show, and the clear consensus is that this is endemic, like the flu, meaning that uh, every year we're gonna get a jab, which they've reckoned based on the mutations and the variants that are underway, just like they do with the flu. And with the flu, they're looking at what happens in Australia six months ago for the jab that we get here. It's a very educated guess. Some years they hit the mark more than others. And this year, the docs are saying get your flu shot because the flu flunked last year there was good news bad news the good news is flu never had a chance because we were social distancing we were quarantining we're washing our hands like crazy we're bathing in hand sanitizer so it never really had a chance to spread the bad news is had it spread we would have developed an immunity to however mutated the next flu virus is so i think we are clearly neither at the beginning middle nor end of something. I think we're just gonna live with this stuff. And if we color between the lines and play smart and uh, dodge when we have to, we're gonna be okay. The problem is that despite the data, you know, despite the science, we wanna argue about it. We have demonized Dr. Fauci and like everything else, it's been tribal. And that's why these docs tell me that mathematically we're probably never going to attain COVID herd immunity.
1: Mm, That's tragic. Uh, You know, it's also troubling. You know, there's an old um, idea that people come together when they face a common enemy and that um, didn't work this time. The politicization of America, or the politicization—I'm not sure how to pronounce that word—of uh, America has uh, proven to be a, 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 an Achilles' heel in our society in terms of dealing with COVID. We immediately politicized it, and then when we do that, obviously we seek, we seek, we cherry pick, we seek evidence to support our quest for victory in the political wars as opposed to truth in the larger human family uh, war. And... um I don't know. It's very troubling. I hope this isn't. I hope this isn't the way it's going to be going forward. That we're crippled in terms of our ability as a society here in the United States to be able to join ranks when it's to our advantage, as opposed if, to use if, it as an, as an opportunity to beat the other side.
5: Yeah, and if this didn't do it, what will? You know, this is a worldwide pandemic. If a uh, flying saucer set down in Central Park, would we be arguing uh, whether the little ET? who staggered out was a Democrat or a Republican. I think what's useful to know is that unlike this 1918 pandemic that this has been compared to, we can tell each other what's going on. 1918 was two years before radio. There was ink drying as newspapers were printed by people who didn't know they were infected yet. Back to the future. We can tell each other that there are outbreaks, where the outbreaks are, what the precautions are, because we have media, yet we pervert the utility of our media by reverting to the shouting match.
1: You do a tremendous amount of traveling in your business as um, a um, broadcaster and as a consultant. Uh, So you're up in the air a lot. You're at airports How is it depending upon air travel uh, in terms of this period, this era that we're in? What's your observation of it and and what's it like?
5: I haven't witnessed any ejections. I haven't witnessed any fisticuffs. I have a fist full of free Southwest Airlines drink coupons that Mm -hmm. are going to expire long before they serve booze again. The flight crews... Seem very well prepared and I've interviewed a couple of people in the airline industry uh, on the TV show and They literally some of them have had combat training because things are getting crazy up there But as the flights began to repopulate in recent months Everybody seems to know what the plan is the next test will be If the airlines have to raise the bar and require proof of vaccination or a test, all they want now is a mask, and it has to be a certain kind of mask. It can't be those Uh, various types we had at the very beginning, those uh, garters and and, uh, Mm -hmm. the masks with the uh, air hole in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's got to be that standard issue uh, white or blue uh, N95 thing. So everybody seems to understand those rules. But the next speed bump is going to be if this Omicron thing spreads like they think it could, are we going to have to reinstitute protocols that we had recently relaxed? And that will test air travel again
1: that's influential media consultant and television host of rt america's the big picture the one and only holland cook you're plugged into the michael harrison rap
6: This report is brought to you by Genesis 2 Project, G2P. Recently, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the ODNI, released a preliminary report on possible threats posed by UFOs, now known as Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, UAP, and the progress the Department of Defense, UAP Task Force, has made in understanding any threats. Dr. J.C. Van Velkenberg is a former Los Alamos National Lab biophysicist who has been working with G2P to bring scientifically sound UAP data to the public.
4: G2P has released the first scientifically authenticated documentation of UAPs, including images captured with infrared technology. Primo Forensics performed the digital forensic analysis.
6: In tandem with the ODNI report, these data support the development of relevant processes, policies, technologies, and training for the U.S. military and government personnel upon encountering UAP. Visit Genesis2Project.com.
1: Continuing now with the special New Year's weekend edition of the Michael Harrison Wrap, we're looking back at the most talked about topics and stories of 2021. Let's head over to the City of Brotherly Love and check in with Dom Giordano of WPHT Philadelphia. Sometimes, Dom, I think that uh, 2020 and 2021 are the same year, that uh, th- th- it's, hard to, it's hard to separate one from the other. Uh, and I get the feeling that uh, we might have the same situation with 2022. We're sort of in the era of the pandemic. The, the pandemic has influenced so many things. But as you look back at this year that is now concluding, 2021, the year that was going to be the remedy for 2020, What are your thoughts about this past year um how 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 do you think it um will place itself in history when we look back at
7: it someday i think that's a great insight joe biden was elected to have a normal presidency you know you know i was thinking about not quite on the same time though Biden was selling himself as dwight david eisenhower if you remember eisenhower everything's good a chicken in every pot it was normal Even a president that had heart attacks, it seemed like a lot. There was no ruffle in the country. Instead, Biden, by adopting, once he got there, all these progressive ideas, has put us into chaos, a bad chaos, versus Trump, which you could say was a mixed chaos of all the tweets, but good economic results. And people are routinely rejecting this. I just saw, Michael, there's several of these at the end of the year the most admired people in the world, Mrs. Obama and Mr. and president Obama led right on the male and female side, but the sitting president of the United States, Joe Biden was only 20th ranked in this uh, international poll. President Trump moved up a couple of spaces and it's, it, I've never seen a sitting president that low in these annual most admired list, which are about name recognition and things of that nature. So Biden It's not fulfilling the competency pledge and just a simmering down of it. In his defense, he has this incredibly uh, armed, uh, woke crowd in his own party that are pushing him, and he hasn't found a way to push back. There's one silver lining, though. One thing I've noticed that's really interesting at the end of the year, he's been adamant that come February 1st, if you have a student loan debt, you got to start paying it back again. He's not buckling. Something about him, the old Joe Biden, Michael, might be there. He knows that's wrong. Why should people pay for others that went to a fancy college? He's resisting on that front. Could more of it be coming? Because if it is, he might have a shot of getting on a more even tone than the Trump years. That's the number one reason people voted for him, not just to do something on COVID. The selling point was It'll be back. We won't have this roller coaster that we have with Trump.
1: It's interesting uh, that um, Biden has to deal with the radicals on the left and Trump has to deal with the radicals on the right. It's, 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 uh, I wouldn't be surprised, and it's just my own personal opinion, if come 2024, neither Biden nor Trump head up the tickets of their party. You think that's possible?
7: I think it's possible, but I do think Trump is running and barring some prosecution that sticks or a health issue, it's a long way away. Uh, Just the time I've interviewed him, been around, whatever, he is hell-bent to be back in there and he will defeat any other Republican, I'm convinced, if he does run. I don't see any turning away from him. He's got the core of enough that you need in the primary. I don't think Biden's running again. I thought his wife would want to remain there. And you could see the infighting already beginning. I don't think it'll be Harris either. Uh, I, what I'd like to see, maybe it's just talk radio, Michael. I'd like to see Trump, Hillary Clinton part two.
1: Oh, well, Hillary is out there testing the waters. And, uh, from what I see, a lot of people are saying, no, 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 <laughs> no, no,
7: <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I admire too much. Maybe one of my faults. I know the downside of Mrs. Clinton. I admire intelligence and competency. And even though she might not be the best person to be around, the two times I've interviewed her, Those two things came through. And I don't see Putin or anyone else pushing Hillary Clinton around.
1: That's the dean of Philadelphia Talk Radio, Dom Giordano of WPHT. You're plugged into the Michael Harrison rap. We've got time now for one more. Let's drop in on our Washington correspondent and executive director of the D.C. radio company, Victoria Jones. We are uh, looking back at the year 2021 And uh, not only as we do at the beginning with Kevin Casey, counting down the 10 most talked about stories, but let's uh, squeeze in the 10 most talked about people on news, talk, radio and television and Internet uh, programs this past year. I want to start with number 10. We'll work our way uh, down, uh, you know, up the chart or down the chart, Casey Kasem style. At number 10, Rush Limbaugh. Who died in February, and um, was uh, not just a uh, you know person in his lifetime who talked about the news, but he was indeed both when he was alive and when he died a newsmaker. And uh, they're still talking about him to this day. He's been a major topic of conversation all year long.
0: Not surprised by it at all, really. Uh, to me, the giant in talk radio, talk media. It was talk radio. It became talk media. Mm-hmm. And and he should be talked about and should continue to be talked about and will become, I think, a milestone in history, in media history And as it then becomes defined, the history of the arts as we move forward. Because really, he he, he truly was an artist.
1: At number nine, we have a tie. It's Xi Jinping, the uh, president of China, and Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia. Of course, you know, we have three superpowers. And uh, the U.S. has to deal, of course, with our adversaries. Uh, We do have an adversarial relationship with both China and Russia. But we're also in business with them, especially China. So it makes it a little different than when uh, there was the, um, the Iron Curtain and uh, both China and Russia were mysterious and we had no interests with them. 21st century warfare is cyberspace and complex as hell. But we you know what I think about? I wonder what the relationship between uh, Vladimir and, uh, and Jinping is because um, his his actually Jinping is his first name and it's backwards in Chinese. That being said, I'm sure that theirs is not the most cozy relationship either. They probably have their own problems in dealing with the three-way power struggle.
0: I completely agree with you on that. Uh, Vladimir Putin you know, sees this I believe very much as the time of the Iron Curtain and would be very happy for the Iron Curtain to come back down. He sees Russia as the size of the former Soviet Union in his mind, and I believe would like to make it that size and that powerful. And I think that we tend to deal with Russia as though it were the former Soviet Union and in a way play into Putin's hands by doing so. And yet, on the other hand, when you look at the amount of nuclear weapons he has, how almost how can you not? But on the other hand, you've got Xi Jinping, who whose country is on the rise and yet is having some huge financial debt problems. And so all all the all the three superpowers have these fascinating issues and you have these you know, dynamics between the three, none of them are comfortable with the other.
1: Number eight, we have Kamala Harris. And um, I I don't know if it's self-inflicted wounds, if it's her personality, if it's happenstance or her relationship with Biden, but her approval ratings have tanked. And uh, quite often you hear people saying, um, "Mm, she's not clearly the heir apparent. Uh, I tend to agree. There's something... Um, objectively speaking, if one could be objective about a thing like this, there's something unlikable about her. I don't know. Uh, maybe um, maybe I'm too close to the situation following these personalities all the time.
0: I think it's very interesting. She did a, a, a year-end interview and one of the clips of it was talking about why she became a prosecutor, talking about how, how much she cannot stand unfairness. And I pondered that and I thought it's interesting that she chose to talk about unfairness rather than injustice.
1: Hmm. Similar things. Wow. That's a very different take on something that is very uh, telling about um, where a person stands on these basic uh, issues. Number seven is Joe Manchin. Um the Manchinian candidate is <laughs> what I—that—that I, okay. that, that fell out of my mouth the other day—and uh, I don't know—he he might be an interesting uh, candidate uh, for the Democrats in uh, 2024 to sort of bring the party more to the center, where they seem to uh, get more votes than uh, when they're. Uh, tilting to the left. Kind of fascinating character, isn't he?
0: He's one of the most ambitious men in this country, in my view, and I think that's what he's planning. Speaking of ambitious men, let's jump to number six.
1: DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Uh, He's being talked about as the replacement if uh, Donald Trump runs again. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, makes total sense. Uh, Ambition is not lacking in in this top ten. Uh, DeSantis mentioned, wouldn't that be a matchup?
1: And uh, in Congress, we have Kevin McCarthy, who um, seems to uh, be a strong, a strong ally of Donald Trump through all of the uh, January 6 stuff and things that have happened since uh, January 6. Of course, uh, there is videotape of him saying quite the opposite for a brief moment in time until he got his bearings back. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't hold much of a future for Kevin McCarthy, no matter what happens with Trump.
0: It too many people knocking at his door with sores to get through that door.
1: Nancy Pelosi is at number four, and she's also a polarized, uh, a polarizing figure. Some people present her as the wicked witch of the west; others think that she's, uh, well, a politician. <laughs> I don't know if
0: anybody loves her, uh, but uh, she's uh, she's in there. My quick thoughts on Nancy are that I never forget that she is such a prolific fundraiser.
1: Uh, and that, of course, is as important as being able to turn out the vote. The two things that count the most, how much money can you make and how much of a vote can you turn out in terms of having success? Dr. Tony Fauci, number Three, does it surprise you that he came in so high in terms of um, how much he's been talked about in the in the national conversation as expressed on talk shows?
0: Not at all. Not, not, not at all. And of all the people on this list, he's the one person who I probably would go, I don't want to be on that list. I just want to do a job.
1: Mm. He, it, it is interesting. He has been part of the Trump team and now part of the biden team and he's getting his backside beat daily for 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 the for the the effort um what a what a what an interesting figure he is and um uh, again the target of some really really vicious attacks number two believe it or not Is Donald Trump and I know you believe it but it's pretty it's pretty amazing the situation that Trump has forged for himself in American history sort of like in in other countries where the leader of the opposition party does not go away after they lose an election but rather regroups and tries to come back fascinating.
0: Fascinating. And the uh, willy wonty, willy wonty question of of whether he will uh, come back is so interesting. Uh, And of course, the Democrats are salivating at the idea. And I think Republicans are in multiple minds on that one.
1: And you're not surprised, of course, that number one is Joe Biden. And uh, so the top two are the the past two presidents. Joe Biden is number one. He, too, is dealing with a lot of problems. And uh, all I could say is that um, we've had two administrations in a row diametrically opposed, and both presidents have left a lot to be desired in terms of how they've handled the COVID crisis. What do you see for Joe Biden?
0: I see multiple problems for Joe Biden because I do not think the Omicron variant is the last Omicron, uh, the last variant we're going to see during his administration. And as long as we play catch up, um, his administration, like the last administration, is going. To be pillaried,
1: and I do think a lot of the, um, the responsibility for our terrible, terrible situation today, in terms of COVID test kits and the long lines, has to be, you know, put on his shoulders for not seeing this coming and not doing something about it. Are you optimistic or pessimistic or both about 2022? Um,
0: I'm, I'm like one of those um, uh, people who is uh, ambidextrous with both, you know, with both hands. So yes, I'm both. I am both. I have to be optimistic. Otherwise, I will jump off my Christmas tree.
1: <laughs> well, don't do that. And I don't. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for your marvelous contributions to this program, to the national and international media. And Victoria Jones, I wish you a very, very happy and healthy new year and look forward to more discussions with you right here on this forum.
0: The same to you, to all our listeners and to everybody at Talkers.
1: That's the executive director of the D.C. Radio Company and our correspondent in the nation's capital, Victoria Jones. And that about does it for this special New Year's weekend installment of the Michael Harrison Wrap, an overview of the national conversation looking back at the year 2021. Looking ahead... I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next week and throughout 2022, including the ever-lurking unknown factor, that unanticipated surprise story that can take the national conversation spinning off in a totally unexpected direction. We sure do live in interesting times. I can be reached via email at michaelattalkers.com. My podcast, The Michael Harrison Interview, can be heard at mhinterview.com. And if you want to stay in touch with the inner workings of the talk media industry, please visit talkers.com. Happy New Year, everyone. The Michael Harrison Wrap. Our producer is Matthew B. Harrison. Thank you for listening.
0: The Michael Harrison Wrap is a production of Good Phone Communications in conjunction with Talkers Magazine and Talk
4: Media Network. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.